Hi, I'm James, and this is James Explores the New Mutants, an issue-by-issue exploration of Marvel's comic book series, The New Mutants. Welcome to episode number 12, entitled The First Marvel Civil War, in which I'll examine issue number 11, entitled Magma. In this issue... The New Mutants battle Selena and Amazon Warriors band with Roman legions led by a red-haired woman and her son to help defeat a coup led by a senator from Nova Roma. It's a weird story, but believe me, it's worth the read. And we're going to dive into it shortly. Before we dive into issue number 11, appropriately titled Magma, um, I want to talk a little bit about the cover and then, of course, review the creative team. So this cover of issue 11 was done by Walter Simonson and Tom Madrake. Now, Tom Mandrake is doing the inking and finishing work on the New Mutants currently in, in the runs we've been reviewing. He's teamed with uh, Sal, uh, Sal Busema, and they've been doing the work inside the book. Walter Simonson, we haven't seen on the New Mutants book yet. Uh, Walter Simonson is a prolific artist. He is fantastic. He is earth-breaking, uh, earth-shattering. He is a extremely talented, capable artist. He's fantastic. Um, he works in a Kirby-esque style. I would argue, I would suggest. Um, so he he's gonna do a pretty fantastic run on Thor, like one of the great runs on Thor, and then he is also gonna do a lot of work for X Factor, and those books will cross over with some of the New Mutant stuff and X Men stuff. Um, he will eventually marry Louise Jones, who is the editor for the X Men lines, um, and. Luis will take his last name, Luis Simonson, and so we'll start referring to her as Luis Simonson. As I've said before, Luis Simonson and Luis Jones are the same person. Um, this cover is pretty, um, pretty amazing. Um, I really like Magma on it, and I will uh, push, pub, post it on the Facebook page in the, in the visual companion section for this, this episode. Um, so... I highly recommend you take a look at it. It's something something special. I I really like how uh, Simonson draws draws magma here. Very very cool. Um, and it's kind of an early, oh my, like it it teases, unknowingly teases what we're going to see when uh, we eventually see Bill Sienkiewicz come on the t- the book and how he draws like magma and characters that haven't shown up yet um like uh warlock so that being said check out the cover um I'll I'll post it online so the creative team for this book uh this issue is of course Chris Claremont uh Sal Buscema Tom Mandrake Mandrake's doing the ink, uh, like I said already said um Glennis 
uh, Wynn is doing coloring, and we have Luis Jones still doing editing for the X-Men line, and Jim Shooter is still editor-in-chief. We do, however, have a new letterer. His name is Joe Rosen, and he's been around comic the comic industry for a very long time by the time he comes on to the New Mutants, this New Mutants title. He was born in December 25, 1920, and he passed away October 12, 2009. So uh, he, he is a comic lettering icon, I think you could say. He worked for all of a lot of a lot of uh, comic companies. Uh, a lot of it was freelance work. He started out in comics with DC and worked with Harvey, and then eventually built up a huge, um, a very large freelance career. Well, he, uh, one of his uh, editors at Harvey Comics said that he was speedy, professional, and a quiet fellow. Uh, so Rosen, he pretty he he lettered ex- for a long time for Harvey and uh, uh, DC, and then eventually <clears throat> he began lettering for Marvel in like the 70s and then into the 80s. <clears throat> for Marvel Comics, he, he worked on books like Fantastic Four, Captain America, Daredevil, Spider-Man, G.I. Joe, Hulk, X-Factor, and here on this issue of New Mutants. Uh, so yeah, he's, he, he was around a very, very long time uh, and a pro- prolific, prolific letterer for the comic book industry. Um, his brother Sam Rosen also lettered for Marvel. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit of information on Joe Rosen. He he's been he was around for a very long time, but that's that's the creative team for this issue, and we will dive right into Magma, issue number eleven. This issue opens in the caverns below Nova Roma, and uh, on this very first page, it's a splash page. We see a character f- shooting flames uh, from her hand. Her body is yellow with red splotch, like veins of flame running through her body, and her hair is fiery yellow. It is. It looks like flames, and and she's blasting this fire beam, this fire down towards, from her arm. She's projecting it from her body, her arm, towards Celine, who is below her on that altar that comes out over the lava pit. This being that is firing this blast of flame towards Selene is on this giant rock pillar that she has had risen from the from the lava pit below. And we come to find out that this character is none other than Amara. And she she has changed into this being. And what we're gonna come to find out is that she's a mutant, just like Danny and the others, and her power is to become convert her form into living magma, drawing upon the geothermal powers to ignite flames and project magma blasts. Uh, Later, she'll she'll be able to fly on thermal updrafts and induce earthquakes and seismic activity, which we're seeing that seismic activity and earthquakes uh, here already. Um, And 
uh, Celine is using her ability, her her dark powers, her m- mystical powers, to block the flame blast that is being projected towards her. Before we go any further, I do want to take an aside and just talk about Selena, Celine, and and the pronunciation of that name. I, I looked it up online. I've heard a lot of people throughout the years. I've collected books, and I've said it most of my life as Selena, and I've heard others refer to her in the same way. Um, I got to looking at it last time. I thought Celine seems more like that would be the correct pronunciation, and then when I looked it up online, it's it's Celine. They they say it's Celine with a long e, um, Celine. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, how you pronounce it. I do know that if you go with the Cellini pronunciation, that's, well, the whole name, just that spelling, it, it, it means Greek. It's a Greek origin, and it means moon goddess. And I don't know that it really matters, but I just thought I'd toss it out there. I'm probably just going to keep saying either Selena. I'll probably just go with Selena. I think that's the common, the one that I've heard the most commonly used for her. So Selena and Magma, uh, Lady Amara, are doing battle here. Um, we, and we're beginning to see that, you know, it's it's that the extent of Selena's powers. So they, they fight back and forth, and then we find out that Selena, she waves her hand and fires a blast and and turns some rock into these giant living living golems and they collapse down and force magma down back into the lava and every and people think she's dead at this point um, and what we see though, Danny notices that Selena has now aged drastically. She looks very frail and old now. Her face is extremely wrinkled. And, and Danny is surprised by this. Um, she also doesn't really understand what's happening here because she doesn't know if Mara, how this transformation occurred. And now she's shocked to see that Selena has aged. She looks like an old woman. Well, Selena remedies that very quickly. She uses her ability. She has the rock walls push all those people, all those uh, cultists that had been there chanting and doing whatever cultists do to support their uh, their idol or who, their leader. Uh, whatever they do, they're there. They were supporting her, and now she has the rock walls push them back into the lava, and then she absorbs their life force. And at this moment, something interesting happens. She asks Danny if she can feel, if she feels the power of the life force flowing into her as well. And Danny at first says no, but she does. She does, in fact, feel it. And Selena begins talking about their bond and how close they are. And that eventually, over time, Danny will have this ability too. It's, it's something that Danny will eventually learn to do. And, and they're about ready to face off, and Magma reappears from the lava, and she tells them, I realize that magma burns through rock. You may have thought you had me buried, but I just burned my way through the rock, and here I am. And she, splash, she just basically sends a tidal wave of lava crashing down onto Selena, and Danny scrambles up a rock face, doing her best to stay out of it, realizing if she is touched by that lava, she's done for it. It'll, it'll kill her or burn her alive. Um, Flames uh, explode next to her, and it sends her falling from the rock wall. She was trying to scramble up. 
uh, she lands on the ground at the feet of Amara, who is still in her magma form. Um, and Danny's terrified. She doesn't know what to do. She says, hi, Amara, really awkwardly. And event- her powers manifest, and she it pulls an image from Amara's mind, and it's of Amara, a, a fear, right? It ends up being a fear. It's of Amara killing Danny, actually doing her harm. And Amara's terrified of that, and Danny realizes in that moment that this that Amara might actually be the right age to be manifesting her powers. It seems very what's happening with Amara, Danny can relate to. It's it's very similar to how it was for her when she was manifesting her powers and the fears that she felt. And so she comforts Amara and tells her it's going to be okay and that she understands and that you know she wants to help her. And as Amara's distracted by this, none other than Selena takes this moment and and blasts from the back. She hits her with this green energy and it entwines her, um, binding her, and, and, and she pulls Amara's life force from her. Uh, Selena does. And Amara collapses to the ground and Danny believes she's dead. And, and Selena says that she is, in fact, drained her of her life and that it was the sweetest of any life form, life force she's ever taken. So quick aside, I want to talk momentarily about Selena's power set. We do know she's a mutant. We also know that she is a powerful sorceress. And that line, what is sorceress, her sorceress abilities, what are her mystical abilities, and what are her mutant mutation, and what, what is her mutant abilities, has never really been clearly defined. Um, we do know that uh, through through the use of her psychic uh, her psychic powers her psychic psychic abilities she's she's a psychic vampire she draws people's life for psych, psychic life force from them um, we also know, so know that if she does that completely they they turn to dust and will and be killed um, or that if she does it partially then she can put them under her will. She can control them. And it's suggested that maybe she... And, and So this is probably what happened to Daniel, Moonstar, right? She probably drained her of some of her life force, which then allowed her to control her to some degree. And she can also... Allows that person potentially to have that same ability over time. And they can draw other people's life forces just as she can. But... Once she, if she turns somebody into a psychic vampire, they are under her control. They're subordinate to her. So that's likely what's occurred here. Um, eventually, some stuff's going to change. We're going to see her doing like what she did to Omar, where she draw, drew life force from her or from Danny. She doesn't need this lava pit. I'm not sure why she's doing that, if that's just for the show of it all, to to convince people that they have to... Right, so she doesn't out herself as a vampire. Obviously, it's to trick the, the, the Roman citizenry. If she been over Romans, if she did this just in the streets, they would freak out. So that's kind of what's going on. I just thought I'd momentarily take a second to touch on it all because her powers are pretty murky. But that's Selena for you. And I kind of like her. Uh, I kind of like this character. I think she's a good evil... Um, 
villain. I think she's great. And I think some more backstory on her and a delve into like her personal story would humanize her more, but then you lose some of that boogeyman quality. And and that's kind of nice. You just toss her into story and you know what you're going to get. So that's, that's Selena and that's kind of what's going on with Danny and Amara and Selena right now. Meanwhile, the Villa of Aquila. We see a whole bunch of we see flames and and people in chains and uh, they're they're injured. We see centurions standing guard uh, with spears and we see the new mutants and rain the remaining new mutants and rain with Marcus Galileo and and they're standing watches these procession of soldiers. Uh, guards, Aquila's guards to be exact, are being taken prisoner and they're marching past. Marcus Galileo is pleased and he, and he thanks his, these uh, young mutants for their help and, and tells them they've prevented a civil war here in Nova Roma. And, <clears throat> you know, Sam's not so sure. And Roberto, he's asks about Dan, Daniel Moonstar. He wants to know where she's at. He's, he's worried about her, and he tells uh, Galileo, Senator Galileo, that she's been missing all day. Uh, Galileo sends, tells his centurions to search, to scour the streets of Nova Roma for, to, to look for her and find her unharmed and alive at all costs. Um, the centurion speaking Latin tells him, hey, well, you know, she's with the black priest, your wife, uh, and he retorts, Marcus Galileo retorts in Latin, um, you know, no big deal, don't worry about it, just do as I say. Um, Rain pipes in after this and says, she wants to search, use her whoop form, she could just pick up Danny's scent, it would be no, no problem, it would be really easy. And we see in a thought bubble, that's, you know, obviously not what Galileo wants. He He tells her, you know, your goddess here, leave this to me, Lady Rain. This is my job. And as at this moment, Aquila, Senator Aquila is being taken past and he yells, you know, don't trust him. If you if you do, you know, he'll he'll turn on you just like he did on on Rome. He's a traitor, not and I'm I'm not the traitor, it's him. You know, and he sloughs this off, the guard strikes. Aquila and, and things continue as normal. Roberto's watching the protestants of prisoners and he and he notices a woman that looks as though she has red hair and he he thinks it might be his mom. He can't tell because it's so dark though because it's it is night night has fallen and he he tells Sam to cover for him he's going to go find out what's going on and he sneaks off he knocks out a guard dresses in his uh the the soldiers um uniform and armor and he follows this procession of 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 prisoners uh all out of out of uh Aquila's villa so Roberto follows the guards and the prisoners to the dungeon and you know he's trying to figure out what's going on he realizes uh something Something just doesn't seem right. You know, he's obviously able to speak Latin. We found that out in the last issue, and he and he's heard most of the conversations, obviously that Galileo's had in front of him that are in Latin. 
And as he's making his way through the dungeon, he hears voices, two voices, in fact, that he recognizes. He peeps through the door, and, and there's his mother in chains, and uh, the man Castro from the boat, the man that also tried to kill them here in Nova Roma, and made claims that it was actually Aquila who had ordered him to kill these mutants, who'd sent him as an assassin. And they're talking about, he's telling, basically telling him the plans of the Hellfire, telling uh, Roberto's mother the plans of the Hellfire Club. He explains he's not, he tells her that he wasn't employed by her husband, but he was in fact employed by the Hellfire Club, all in regards to trying to secure the mining rights to the mountains around Nova Roma. And that it, he was to do that any means necessary. Now, her husband doesn't want her killed, but things happen. Accidents happen. And Roberto bursts into the room. He transforms to Sunspot. It shatters his armor. Uh, and he he sends Castro flying with a mighty blow. He then breaks his mother out of chains. Castro's unconscious. He... He's happy to see his mother. He finds out that she was rescued by those Am- those Amazonian girls that were in the in the in the forest, and and they'd saved her. And she discovered from them that they were actually in hiding from this dark priestess. Well, Roberto's like, well, our, my friend Danny's been missing for a while now, and she tells Roberto, Roberto's mother, and tells him, you know, I hope, you know, she's not with the dark priestess because. She's extremely dangerous. She could easily kill, you know, Danny could be in grave danger. We should try to help her. And Roberto's like, well, we, we got to, you know, stand up to Galileo. He's trying to overtake, take over Rome. Plus Sam and Rain are there. And, and I think Danny can take care of herself a lot like you. She's very capable. And so he, he they, they kind of set on a course of action. He asks if she could find those uh, Amazonians. And she said, she thought, you know, his mother says, yeah, for sure. And he's like, well, with the Amazon warriors, the soldiers from the prisons, and, and the three mutants, maybe we can fight uh, Marcus Galileo's soldiers and prevent him from taking over Rome, uh, Nova Roma. Uh, and the two of them make, make their way out of, out of the dungeon. The cool thing here is Roberto has used his powers a couple times now, uh, and he his powers come from the sun and he's very much aware that it's night and that he's not going to be able to absorb more sun at night and so he's going to have to wait till dawn to recharge so he's got to really be aware of how much uh, energy he's exerting because he could deplete himself and if he depletes himself he won't he won't have obviously his his mutant powers to help Um, there's another important moment in this scene this scene informs Roberto of exactly what his father's been up to. He, remember in the last issue, Roberto's thought very happily and very um, heartwarmingly about his father. He thinks of him as a friend, somebody they trust and, and cares about deeply, somebody who's always been there for him. Remember when their whole vacation started in issue six, after karma had been lost, his mother showed up and Roberto's mother showed up and he was extremely upset with her because she'd been gone all the time, right? So he had this really tight bond with his father. And here he finds out from Castro 
And he asks his mother, he confronts his mother about what Castro had been saying, whether he, it is possible that he had been, is in fact, just interested in the minerals of the, around these mountains and that he'd put his family at risk to get them. And she tells him it's true. And Roberto is obviously upset. He is constantly being let down by those who is close to. So either he is confronted with the inability to protect the ones he cares about or the ones that he cares about constantly are letting him down. It's becoming a repeating process. And it's probably something that he's confronted, well, he's confronting now in this in his teen years. So we're seeing Roberto struggling again with trying to find balance and and the ability to care and and let people care about him. Trust, honestly, is kind of what he's learning. And now he's confronted with somebody betraying his trust, his love, really. And we're going to see the consequences of that coming forward here. Elsewhere, Galileo basks in his perceived victory. He is flanked out of throne by either of the new mutants, Rain and Sam. Galileo has his prisoner, Senator, one-time Senator Aquila, kneeling before him, arms tied behind his back. His back is raw. It has been whipped raw. Sam questions that this is the right thing to do. He's sick over it. He's disgusted by it. And he realizes that, in fact, he's been right all along. They've been backing the wrong side. Rain, too, realizes something isn't right, but she is preoccupied, um, you know, with with how cruel the senator is being, and and she just doesn't feel right about it. And 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 Galileo realizes that neither of them are that they're onto him, that that they are beginning to see the truth behind things, and he orders their wines to be drugged. He orders one of his guards to drug the wine of Sam so that he will, it'll kill him, poison him, and the other wine that Rain will have so that she becomes a slave. She's enthralled to him, right? So he can continue to use her as an image of his, you know, the wolf, and tie that back to the early days of Rome. He wants to tie it back to the gods that that Romans believed in and when they were still in Italy, and that is his plan to to enslave Rain. Um, he he's overjoyed though, and he plays as though everything's all right. Um, he wants them to be happy, to be cheerful, because this is a victory celebration. And they, Danny, he uh, Sam expresses his concern at Danny. That's why he's down. Um, <clears throat> and he he tells them that he's sure that she'll turn up. And at that moment, during this moment of celebration, when they're all about to drink from their cups of wine, Amara bursts through the floor, and everyone's shocked, obviously. Wine is scattered. People are shocked and startled. And she speaks, and her father recognizes his, her voice, and she begs for him to save her, that she is she's terrified at this moment. She's in her magma form, um, and... He, her father tells, you know, says, "Hey, I'm in. I'm. We're in danger here. You can't. We can't. We can't. You've got to get out of here. I'm in danger." And she tells him she's too weak. There's no way she can leave. And even if she could, she wouldn't. She won't leave her father. And <clears throat> things don't look good right now. 
the guards had been ordered to attack these people. And just at that moment, Roberto bursts in and he is followed by the soldiers that have been freed from the prison. And it, this, this, it turns into a massive melee. It doesn't take long for Sam to join the fight in rain. Rain turns to a wolf form and she defends Galileo and Amara with her life. Sam bursts down the corridor in his cannonball form. His he, flames burst from his body and he knocks guards that had been tunneled, that had been funneled down these narrow hallways. He just knocks them to and fro. Roberto is confronted by a guard with a spear. He transforms to a sunspot form and he smashes the guard, sending him flying. But he is left weakened. He's drained himself completely of his ability and he's regretting this. He figures he should have used his uh, judo abilities to to disarm the guard. Um, and uh, and there's a, another soldier sneaking up behind him ready to plunge a dagger into his back. Sam saves him, knocking that guard flying. Um... Rain is has another guard charging her. She transforms to her lupine state and grabs the spear and sends the guard flying. Um, but she is quickly knocked in the back of the head with a with what looks like a clay jug, knocking her unconscious. She lays next to Amara, and Senator, this is it was Senator. Uh, Galileo, who had landed this blow, he pulls a sword and he's beginning. He's prepared to bring it down upon Rain's neck, and a blade blocks it. it his his sword blade is blocked by Senator Aquila, and the two face off. And Galileo is boastful, saying, "There's no way he can take him, not in his state especially, and that he's outmatched." The two square off though, and and the and slash and dodge and parry and block each other's blows. Uh, Galileo takes a wild swing and it leaves an opening for Aquila to plunge his blade deep within his stomach. He pulls the blade from Galileo, whose body whose falls, which falls limp to the floor. He's killed Galileo. Um, and you wouldn't have known it because... Galileo looks the part of a of a brash soldier and and Aquila looks the part of a fat old man who's been beaten and it doesn't seem likely they'd be able to win this fight but he's a skilled swordsman and he he's defeated his rival um Galileo quickly turns his attention to his daughter who's reverted back to her human form and he asks how she's doing and she said she was dying and that the earth had brought her back to life, that when she came to contact with the ground, after the dark priestess Selena had pulled her life force from her body, she was rejuvenated by Mother Earth. And that Danny is still in the caverns with, the, the, with Selena, and that she is trying to turn Danny into a psychic vampire, just like she is. And Rain is quickly to off, quick to offer her services, believing she can track Danny no matter where she is, even if she's in the, in the depths of hell itself. Soon, the new mutants are following Rain uh, deep into the ca- caverns underneath Novaroma. And they, they're talking about the foe they're going to face. Sam comments about how these caverns remind him much of the coal mines back home and he wonders aloud 
if they were dug by people or create if they're naturally occurring. And Amara, she explains, hey, you know, I think it's probably they were done by Selena. She can make rock come to life. So she probably manipulated these caves and created these caverns. And Roberto asks, you know, is that the extent of her abilities? And Amara really doesn't know. Um, and so there's some concern. They're going in blind. They don't know what they're going up against. Um, and and Roberto also realizes he's thinking that he doesn't have much left in reserve. He's got a little bit of strength left. He thinks, but he may, he doesn't know if that'll be enough. He doesn't know what they're walking into, and Amara might be right. Meanwhile, Rain, she's gotten way ahead of the group, and they beckon her, you know, who's Rain's in her wolf form, you know, smelling out uh, Danny for them. And she's gotten so far ahead, they tell her, you know, hold up, don't, you know, don't get too out far, too out ahead of us. We don't know what we're facing. And all of a sudden, the cave closes in on them. It separates them from Rain. And... Bobby, he knows he can't change the sunspot and break open this opening. So he tells Sam, you know, it's going to be his it's his turn. He's got to break open the wall here. And before they can react and before they can take any action, stone tentacles begin to encircle and encase them. And they begin to, they, you know, they, they, don't, they don't react in time. And they're quickly encased in stone. Giant kerkos... Uh, Stones just encircle their entire bodies. Um, it doesn't take long, and, and Sam's busted free from his, using his as he you know ignites his powers and smashes out in the in, you know with in, in a giant explosion, um, flying free of the rubble. Uh, magma melts the stone around her and just burns her way free. But she's in shock. She. Is terrified by her abilities. She doesn't know how to use them. She doesn't have control of them. And she's terrified of what... If she can melt solid rock, what would this kind of power do to some a human being? She is terrified. Sam sees this, and he doesn't know what to tell her. He does know that... He, he, he surmises she's probably a mutant. They all have kind of guessed that. And he... he gets like where she's at because they all felt this way when they first manifested their powers they didn't know what to think and they were scared they didn't know if they'd hurt others or what would happen and and he can really relate to that but he doesn't know what to tell her to make her feel better what he does do is he rockets towards omara and he grabs her up in his arms and he's really hoping that because he's invulnerable when he's blasting and he hits stuff like it doesn't do damage hopefully picking up this molten living magma force won't damage him either and it doesn't his invulnerability protects him from being burned when he's holding amara he also smashes after he grabs amara he smashes through the stone encasing roberto and grabs him too roberto explains you know very sheepishly kind of like embarrassed almost like maybe even a little scared that he he wasn't able to transform he he tried to turn into sunspot tried to utilize that power but he couldn't he had no strength left and he realizes now that he is complete he has nothing left he can't he can't change to sunspot so in this fight that they're going to he he's going to be in his human form 
Sam tells him, you know, just stay back. Let us handle it. We'll take care of it. You don't have to get involved. But Roberto says, no, you know, you're my friends and I stand with you. I go where you go. There's no way I'm not going to be involved in this fight. And so he, he accompanies them. And it's, and, and, as they're, they just smash, you know, Cannonball just carries them on through the cave and he smashes through the blockade that, of rubble that Selena had placed between them and Rain. On the other side, they see Danny, she's chained to a slab of rock and Selena's standing there and she has a stone wolf and Rain is confronting them and with the rest of the, the mutants now there, the fight's ready to start. Danny's excited to see her teammates, and she says the cavalry's arrived, and Selena calls her apprentice at this point. And she says, you know, she tells her to not be deluded. It's too late. They've actually come to, for their doom, is what Selena says. And Magma, she makes short work of this rock, this wolf that was made out of rock that Rain in her wolf form was facing off against. Magma just melts it with a blast of of heat energy. Um, and as she does that, she tells Rain she needs to go after after Selena. You know, and the rest of the new mutants are not, they, they don't want this. You know, Danny yells, Amara! And Sam does too. He doesn't, he tr- they're trying to tell Amara that they're not killers. That's not what they're here to do is to just murder someone. They're n- that's not what they're about. Um, and Danny and both Selena are both shocked to see Amara. And, um, and Selena is just overjoyed by this. She enjoyed sucking the life force from Amara. It was very, extremely desirable. There was something sweet and magnificent for her. And and she's excited to have the opportunity to repeat it. Um, well, as Rain does follow Amara's lead and does dive towards, in her wolf form, dives at uh, Selena. Selena just waves her hand and this green, pale green light engulfs the four mutants, Roberto, Sam, Rain, and Amara. And it's that same light that she had used to drain their the power of Amara, drain drain the life from Amara. And, you know, Selena's just defiant here. She's like, you've learned nothing. Like, you can't face me in open combat. I'll just suck the life from you. You're fools. Um, and she laughs maniacally. Uh, you know, she's, you know, knocked them back with this blast. And Danny, she know, she realizes the danger that, that her teammates are in and, and Amara, and she wants to bargain her life for theirs. She tells Selena she will give up her life. She will become a slave uh, to her will. It, willingly, she'll do this willingly if she'll just let her friends live. And Selena laughs at this. Right, like she's, she she tells Danny that she's bargaining from a place of weakness that that she already has her and that that it's of no use. Like it doesn't matter. Like she's gonna kill them, whether whether she wants her to or not. And Roberto now is a, found some strength 
some solar power within him and he's some energy reserves and he transforms to sunspot and he lunges at selena and selena blasts him again with that green pale light and and he's he's pulling the life force from him and she's enraged right now and she's focusing her attention there she's focused on these other mutants and danny's like thinking to herself roberto's a fool for having done this but then she realizes she's able to use her mental abilities previously they'd been blocked by selena but right now She's able to use them. And so she pulls an image from Selena's mind, something that she's terrified of. And it's an, a skull. It's an image of death. It's the thing that she is the most terrified of all. And the true image of her, of Selena's death. And Selena's horrified. And this break momentarily buys Roberto and the other mutants time to recover. Roberto picks up the sword that he had been carried with he carried with him down into the caves and he lunges at Selena and he stabs it into where her heart should be. Selena tells him he would have probably killed her <laughs> if she had a heart, but she doesn't. And she grabs Roberto by the neck. She begins to pull the life force from him, from his body. She's draining him. And Roberto's terrified. He knows he's got to do something, but he has no strength left. He can't turn to Sunspot. And he's losing his life force to Selena very quickly. He yells to Sam to blast towards uh, the wall. He figures the western wall would be an opening to the light. He, they know they've been climbing up and up and up, so they figure they're in the mountains. That if and possibly the, if they're lucky, they'll be above the clouds. And if they're above the clouds, you know, hopefully they'll they'll have the sun. Maybe it's almost dawn. It's got to be near dawn. And so Sam does as Roberto has has asked him to to break open the cave wall, and and Sam does that. He rockets towards the wall. He smashes it open, and sure enough, the sun comes cascading into the cavern and Roberto is able to absorb some of its energy and he transforms into Sunspot. He's not super strong. He's still pretty weak, but that transformation is enough of a shock to Selena to, to stun her. It's, it's so much life force flowed from Roberto in that moment of transformation into Selena that it, that it overwhelmed her and she wasn't expecting it. She didn't, wasn't prepared for that. And that stunned her. Roberto tells Magma to open a fissure in the rocks. And she does. She blasts the ground. She starts to open the ground. She feels the magma release. There's, there's magma, magma way down below. Lava flows. And she knows she can control it. And she uses that and her for her her thermal energy she's propelling from her hand to open a fissure in the ground and Roberto takes in his sunspot form he lifts uh, Selena in the air above his head and he takes her body and throws it down into the magma flows within this fissure. His teammates yell at him to stop, to not do that. They're not supposed to do that. They're not killers. That's not what Xavier had taught them. But he tells them he's got to get rid of her first. He's got to do something about this. She, if they just leave her, she'll certainly could easily kill all of them. And so he smashes the ground and he, and he encases, he collapses the opening to that fissure, leaving Selena in the lava below out of sight and hidden from view. 
they they do talk about how they're not killers. Xavier would be super disappointed. You know, that's not what he, the way he taught them. But Roberto says, you know, we're the ones here. Xavier's back in New York. It's easy for him to have those high standards and be all like, we don't take lives and we're not going to murder people when when you're sitting safely in New York and not stuck here with Selena. They don't even know what they're supposed to do and how to kill her. So how to best defeat her, like... This is the best they could do. This is the best idea Roberto had. And he just did it. And he doesn't even really believe like this is enough to really kill Selena. That likely they'll see her again. But what this will do in his mind is buy them time so they can meet with Xavier and learn how to take care of her in the future. I mean, as as they've kind of beginning to wrap things up here, they look to Amara, and Amara's terrified. She's reverted to human form, and she's, you know, folded her arms across her chest, and she looks really scared and kind of like unsure and uncertain and doesn't know where she belongs. She's concerned that, you know, what, is she going to be like them, these new mutants that don't want to harm people, or is she going to turn out like Selena, this evil witch that is willing to do anything for her own twisted causes she doesn't want to be that but she doesn't know what she's gonna be the next issue is sunstroke it's the new mutants returning to rio de janeiro and i tell you what that city's gonna get destroyed so if you like destructions of cities and anything like that like rio de janeiro i i suggest tuning in next week so new mutants number 11 for all intents and purposes it concludes the nova roma arc it it the new mutants are able to assist in the uh in saving the republic they assist in defeating galileo the leader of the coup um they defeat selena Right, the dark, pre- the black priestess, and uh, burying her under rubble in a lava flow beneath the earth. Um, yeah, she's gonna come back. Yeah, she's an X Men villain. Yeah, she's gonna be a major player in in some other story arcs. But for now, they've defeated her, and and you know added another teammate to their another a new teammate to their ranks. Um, you know, we've got some character growth out of this. We start to see some uh, love triangles beginning to develop. We start to see um, really the extent of Roberto's self-imposed suffering and the amount of amount that he blames himself. And now we're seeing this new dynamic for Roberto, right? His parents have all but switched places in his eyes, right? His mother, who he had been so angry with for not being there now has become somebody that's super important to him and his father someone he trusted and loved dearly and saw as a friend has now become someone he cannot trust and doesn't know what to think of this man right all because of this moment of all because of Nova Roma uh it's also interesting the way this art concludes right Roberto who had really no power, still stayed on with his friends, even without his abilities. 
and and this idea that he is starting to not have to rely so much on his mutant powers to feel as though he is of value is interesting, right? Because we've seen time and time again where he figured because of the abilities he has, he could save the people he cares about, right? So, like, if he trains... He, he, but that wasn't true. Giuliano was still killed even though he was a uh, sunspot. Karma was still lost even though he was sunspot. His mother, he thought, drowned even though he was sunspot. And so here's a moment where his friends are in dire need of his help or need of help or going to confront some evil force they don't know anything about. And and here he is stepping in, even though he can't change to sunspot. He doesn't have enough energy to do it. And he and he stands his ground with his friends. And in doing that, it's as though he's part of the team instead of trying to act alone. It's interesting. I just I really enjoy that. And like I said, I've said throughout these these issues, I really have enjoyed Selena. Like and it surprises me rereading this how much I really do like this story arc. It's really the first of what becomes a very solid run by Chris Claremont on this title. And if before he didn't have his footing, I would argue that this story arc, the Nova Roma arc, is where he finds it. And New New Mutants now has a tone, right? It is defined. And we are going to move forward and the stories are going to be this this level or better from here forward and you know i'm really grateful for that i love it i really 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 adore this book and we're starting to see why now um next issue like i said is sunstroke um i i really hope you tune in and and take the listen to that James Explores the New Mutants is, as always, recorded in Iowa City, Iowa, and is produced by myself using the Anchor app. New episodes are published every Wednesday and can be found wherever podcasts are available. You can reach the podcast on Twitter at Explore New Mutant or via email at ExploreTheNewMutants at gmail.com. Visual companions to the episodes are Available on Facebook and Instagram by searching James Explores the New Mutants. A really awesome way to contact uh, the show is via the Anchor app. They have a voicemail feature which allows you, the listeners, to record minute long questions, comments, and have them sent directly to me. I can then air those comments or questions in the episodes themselves. So I highly recommend it if you've got a short question. I'd be more than happy to have you, uh, your voice in, in the episodes. I think it's really cool. Uh, so please feel free. Um, as always, I really want to thank you, the listeners. You make this possible. It's been a blast, and I enjoy doing it. Uh, look forward to Halloween, because we are going to do a Halloween spooky special. We are going to examine... The miniseries Magic. I don't know what's more appropriate to examine on Halloween than the miniseries Magic, possibly Inferno, but we're not there yet. So we'll we'll go ahead and use Magic as our Halloween special. It's going to be four issues, uh, an arc, 
my first arc that I've reviewed, so we'll see how it goes. I'm excited, though, and I hope you are as well. So until then, until next Wednesday, keep reading those comics.